0: it's going to be an incredible night because tonight we are talking about witchcraft we're talking about the power of witchcraft overcoming witchcraft fighting witchcraft guys this is a real thing i want you guys to think about in the chat the 4,300 of you when's the last time you heard about well unless you go to our churches but other than ours when you heard about witchcraft from behind the pulpit it's a real thing the reality is as we gather tonight and we're gathering and preaching also witches and warlocks gather they also gather together to fight the church to fight the body of Christ and I really believe as the body of Christ we need to start getting serious about this we need to stop taking spiritual warfare so lightly and we need to start engaging on the front lines I want to tell you guys once a month gatherings Bible studies at Starbucks are not enough to overcome the powers of hell we need to take deliberate serious spiritual warfare serious God is doing a new thing right now all over the world. And so I really believe that right now the body of Christ is waking up. I believe it's getting to the point now where you can't uh fight this you can't debate this you can't argue this you can't ignore this I know many pastors are mad because there's 4,500 people watching this but we're training up the body of Christ the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are spiritual mighty through God for the pulling down of a stronghold so some of you might be in here tonight and you say you're building the enemy's kingdom when you talk about witchcraft and that's the same thing they told Jesus they said you're casting out demons by the power of Satan and Jesus said a kingdom divided can't stand so I want to tell you guys I'm the only person being humiliated tonight when we talk about witchcraft is the the devil the devil hates when we expose his kingdom he hates when we expose his works and halloween is on sunday they call october the witches' month and so i really believe it's time for the body christ we need to warn people we need to talk about this we need to discuss this and so guys let's jump into this first of all let's talk about halloween this Sunday Halloween we're doing mass deliverance we're casting out demons um what is your guys's kind of thought I love what you said Vlad in a recent video well it's an older video you posted about Halloween why we don't celebrate Halloween and why we're not just religious about it but it's it's a big deal this this holiday called Halloween Mm -hmm. I think that
1: um, you know, because people will say, well, Christmas also has some pagan uh, roots, and so is East. Uh, so is the you know the word Easter and other things. But for us, it's not about just the fact that it has pagan roots. The fact that it still has pagan practices. You know, mm. um, I mean, originally, and Isaiah, you had a really, you have a really good video where you um, go deeper into the history of how it started and you know how they were practicing. Um, you know the Celtics and others were doing this thing and people would um, I mean a lot of the demonic people, people in the demonic realm and I've talked to ex-Satanists, they really believed on the the 31st of October until now that the veil between the spiritual world and this world is the thinnest and the Mm. demons would travel from one realm to another realm which explains why people would dress up as demons because demons would come into this realm and start attacking people and people would dress up as demons so the demons won't attack them and these practices still continue and so it promotes darkness, it promotes death, it promotes everything that Christianity we don't stand for and therefore you know we expose the works of darkness we don't go and celebrate that we Mm. go and you know cast out demons we heal the sick and and i you know sometimes i meet with pastors and or leaders and they're like yeah you know this this whole deliverance thing is spooky this whole crazy thing is spooky and then you know they go and they dress dress up as a demon um, you know on halloween night and stuff so this weekend i know that um apostle is doing a deliverance night i know that pastor mike and isaiah you guys are going to be doing deliverance night we're actually bringing a deliverance conference to portland area for three days as friday saturday and sunday to really just go head on against the kingdom of darkness and to bring the kingdom of light
2: so good you know what i, real- you know I realized is that this particular halloween is very unique because it mm. falls actually on a sunday
0: mm. yeah. wow. on. it's, it's go if not
2: god instigating a fight with the philistines then i don't know what is so i want to encourage wow. every pastor Okay, let's say you're not into the deliverance thing as the way that we are, but at least this Sunday. Come on. This Come Sunday, on. Hey, God is hey. saying, at least without even being spooky, everyone in your church will know, well, it kind of makes sense. Today's Halloween is on a Sunday. Even your least deliverance, spiritual warfare members would at least accept the fact that this Sunday is an opportunity for the churches which is why we've decided which is why pastor mike decided at least in new york city that we were going to capitalize on the fact that god has given us an opportunity to be able to use halloween and on sunday to merge it to for the two to be able to help god's people and those that need deliverance that are not saved to come to know Jesus and expose Halloween. So this is a great opportunity for those of you that are watching to get involved and do something this Sunday. And even if you are at the last minute, like, well, I wasn't planning on doing it. Listen, the Holy Spirit will give you in four days on, what to do this Sunday. Come on, Just yeah, expose come on. the devil, Cast the devil out, help people expose the works of darkness. And you're going to see the amount of people that are going to get delivered and saved and set free this Sunday, at least this Sunday.
3: Come on. Come on, preach that. Listen, the only Halloween bash I want to be a part of is bashing the devil's Come on. face in Come on. for everything he did to us, everything he thought he was going to get away with. I mean, here's the thing. Every team has a mascot. The mascot represents the values of the team. And so when your mascot is a demon or a devil on Halloween, that should tell you what team this holiday is orientated towards. And the Halloween bash we're going to have amongst us four is just bashing the devil's face in. And so, you know, we do deliverance all around the world. We see the enemy being exposed. And a lot of times when you've only seen it represented as a cartoon, as a character, as fiction, you know, you don't realize the reality of it. And so for people who think we're overreacting, why can't the kids just have their trunk or treat? Why can't we just deal with the funk? Let's, let's, Let's compromise it. It's like when you've seen what we've seen, You know, you think, I think about this all the time, especially as a pastor, but in the Old Testament, the consequence for witchcraft was literally death.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm.
3: And so it's just like, why would we take something that Mm -hmm. came, the consequence for it was death, and then Mm -hmm. several generations later, we're playing with it? And so I don't wanna be in that camp, not this year. And I love (laughs) when
0: people say, uh, Mike, they say, oh, well, if I don't do it, my kids, I know there's a lot of them in the chat, my kids are gonna miss out. And friend, I I promise you, this is something you want your kids to miss out on. You want your kids to miss out on glorifying darkness, glorifying the enemy, because if you teach them, and listen to me, everyone in the chat here, 5,300, this is incredible. If you teach them to glorify darkness on one day of the year, at what point do you, uh, at what point do you tell them it's not okay the other days like we could take yeah, one day on. where we glorify death we glorify lust we glorify ghouls and goblins and death and scaring people and candy and all this type of stuff and then throughout the rest of the year it, you just tell them well we don't celebrate the devil throughout the rest of the year it's just on halloween and so this is about raising a standard as the body of christ this is about manning up as the body of christ not blending into culture and this this happened a century ago they were blending in with culture the protestants that were coming were building the church they were allowing these pagan rituals to come in they were allowing Mm -hmm. this into the church and nobody was standing guard nobody was a watchman on the wall and sadly the pastors that are supposed to be watchmen on the wall are dressed up as skeletons are dressed up (laughs) as you know father abraham it's like we're doing the same thing and this is what we're good at man i feel like preaching tonight we're good at, at christianizing demonic things Mm -hmm. we're good at oh as long as we make it like God as long or how about we just don't partake in it you know the Bible Mm -hmm. said when God would bring the children that God would bring the people out of captivity he would always say uh-huh. do not do the witchcraft the medium the yeah, sorcery that it. they did that mm-hmm. that culture did so the culture did it and God was saying don't try to Christianize it and say well we're mm-hmm. just gonna do this harvest thing or the trunk or treat thing and give the kids candy so they don't miss out no there needs to be a separation a line drawn in the sand where your children know we live different we don't live like everybody else we don't live like the culture we don't act like the culture the music the culture listens to we don't listen to do so you need to draw that hard standard because the lines are so blurred in the church right now that we've taken the things that are ungodly and unrighteous and we've allowed them in the church we've celebrated them and so on sunday pastors are going to celebrate darkness instead of expelling darkness and and here's the thing guys let me just say this because i'm i'm on a roll here let me just say this we're we are the crazy ones like think about this guys we're the ones that are too radical like we're the ones that are crazy standing for righteousness but the guys that are indulging and celebrating halloween they're not crazy they're the normal average you know, everybody else is doing it. And friend, if everybody else is doing something, that's a good sign. They're on the broad road. That's the first thing. If you're doing something and you go, well, everybody else is doing it. That means that's the broad mm-hmm. road. And Jesus said, there's a narrow road and there's a broad road and the narrow road is difficult. I know it's mm-hmm. difficult to tell your kids. Oh no, we're not going to church because they're doing trunk or treat and we don't do that. Or we're not going to church because they are celebrating guys. I get it, but I understand something. God condemns witchcraft. God condemns magic. And for you, I know you think, oh, it's not a big deal, but here's the problem it's a big deal to God, it's a big deal to scripture. And so, it's not like let's try to change the Bible to fit into our narrative it's let's change our lives to fit into the Bible and either God's wrong about witchcraft or I'm wrong about witchcraft and I don't find any verse that says like oh it's not a big deal God is very strong the Bible describes witchcraft as a work of the flesh so just like idolatry and just like sexual immorality and all these things that all of you in the chat are like brother Isaiah we would never do the Bible puts witchcraft in the same category and it's not rare like you think it's not just in the movies, as you said, Mike, like it's not some mystical thing. There's real witches right now that are practicing witchcraft that are going against the church. And so I think we need to be more vigilant. Our eyes need to be open. Why do you guys think, um, I guess you'd say the church is so disconnected from the idea that there is a war going on and like there's real witches attacking the church, like spiritually we're talking, right? There's real warlocks that are speaking death over Christians and believers and we are actually their target. So, why do you think there's such a disconnect between the church realizing that and talking about that and that actually going on and happening right now?
2: Well, let me let me just kind of interject here and just say this is that just so that the pastors and the and the Christians that are listening to understand how serious the the church the warfare is. For the um, last not last week, but the two weeks before and then like for the last maybe month, we have had witches trying to get into Come the on. church on our Sunday yeah. services. Last Sunday oh. we had to have a security staff meeting. With our retired police officers that oversee our security and, and and you know and staff department to be able to beef up security in God's house because about two weeks ago um, there was a there was a witch talking about that she was going to sue the church because we were showing some sort of discrimination by not allowing them to come in. Now here's the thing: we did allow them to come in because it's kind of hard to gauge people as they come in in the middle of a pandemic. It's just so many people kind of coming in, but they were disruptive. They were acting up in the services. They ended up slipping into the back of the church, had a conversation with my wife, to, uh, you know, I was talking about, do you know who I am? And my wife was like, uh, no, I don't even know you. To the point that we had to like literally take the person downstairs, escort them out the building. It turned into the thing where we got in, almost got into a fight, you know, like literally every, every week. Now I understand that the anointing is in the house and that the very religious will say, well, the presence of God was there, that wouldn't happen. Then why in the old Testament they had what is called temple guards? Mm. all over the Temple of Solomon, where they had what was called temple guards, which means that the house of God needed to be guarded. All right, so Mm. just letting everyone know, this thing is very, very, very real. And what's driving them is this woke cancel culture, theology that's being promoted, that now they feel uh, we're gonna sue this church because now you're discriminating against us and we have the right to worship. No, you have the right to worship. But you have the right to worship in a Christian house, the Christian way, the way that God prescribed in the Bible. So this is what we're really dealing with. And I think the reason why most churches don't know that this is going on is because they haven't experienced it yet. They go in their little hour and a half service, they come in and they come out, and there is no engaging with the people. It's the protocol, it's the it's the time, it's it, it you know, and then it's in and out. And so they're not really knowing what's really going on into the services. The only thing, the best awakening that can happen is by way of experience. Experience or rude awakening, that it just starts happening, that now you have to literally address the thing. So I think it starts there. They don't know what's going on because they haven't seen it going on and their church protocols and policies don't allow it to be expressed so that way they can see what's actually going on in their church services. So it's basically ignorance. Ignorance is one of the main reasons why most churches are not seeing this level of spiritual warfare that's going on in the churches right now.
1: I think that we're seeing the spiritual warfare, we, a lot of our people are feeling it. Um, if you look at That's what's it. been happening in the last month alone, I mean, a lot of us, even we can testify of some yeah, emotional attacks, um, accidents, physical infirmities that we're battling and talking to a lot of you. I mean, those of you who are watching or re-watching this, I mean, drop number one, if you've been feeling like, hey, this month, like never before, I've been there, has going been, it, bro. Th- there has been a warfare. Yeah, we've been, yeah, it's been it. crazy. And so, um, I mean, we had a week of fasting last week and we're going again into it tomorrow. And I know uh, Apostle. So Alexander, his church is doing it this week. There's been an intense spiritual warfare that has taken place and I believe that we are on the winning side and we're about to see a shift. I think something is going to loose this weekend in our churches and in our events yes. where we're going to see breakthrough. This Goliath that's been shouting and that's Come been on. cursing and, and speaking all of these things, we're going to get his take his head off and we're going to bring the victory and we're going to have spoil that we're going to bring to the kingdom of God. In Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 18, Um, there's this verse that what witchcraft does to churches and to Christians, because a lot of Christians are like, yeah, you know, this doesn't affect me. I'm under the blood. Yes, uh, I mean, legally speaking, positionally speaking, that's 100%. But I want you to listen to what Ezekiel 13, 18 says. And say, thus says the Lord, woe to the women who sue magic charms on their sleeves to make Mm. veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? I mean, look what God is saying. He's saying these people were hunting. Wow the souls not the spirits because our spirits are redeemed our spirits are sealed by the holy spirit but witchcraft is hunting the souls of my people god is saying this is taking place and then in verse 20 and 22 and 21 he says thus says the lord god and i feel like this is a word for somebody that is watching right now that you're feeling like you're being hunted you feel like something is on your tail there's something that is chasing you something that literally if it's not one thing then it's another if it's not an accident then you're you're You got sick then if it's not your kids then it's your husband if it's not your husband then it's your job it's like this just can't this cycle can't end this hunting of witchcraft that is coming at you and this is the word of the lord that he said to ezekiel 13 verse 20 and he says thus says the lord god behold i am against your magic charm see god is against the witchcraft that is coming against you he says by which you hunt Souls like birds, I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go. Come on, somebody, drop that in the oh. chat. God will deliver me from that witchcraft. It's going to happen tonight. And the souls like you hunt birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. And then you shall know the that I am your God. I really felt that even in the first two two weeks of October this intense spiritual warfare that is taking place and I've, as I've listened to different men of God who do deliverance who practice deliverance and they say a lot of times around this time it's not a coincidence that witches and warlocks they're practicing the Halloween and people in Satanism they really rely this is their Christmas and Easter combined Come because on. something is happening in the spiritual realm but we are not on defensive, we're not going into this weekend saying that the devil owns 31st of October the devil owns nothing come on god owns the day god owns october god owns our life and we're gonna give the devil a headache and we will win and this month will end as god wants it to end not the way the witches the warlocks and god will hunt those witch witchcrafts and, and charms and and sorcery and all kinds of curses that are aimed at christians the weapons of the enemy will make malfunction and we're gonna
0: see the victory in jesus name come on somebody man i'm feel oh, like preaching already come on so good i i believe right now as you're saying that vlad that God is breaking demonic assignments demonic plans curses hexes spells you know when you're talking about Ezekiel I had this down in my notes 13 tonight it's literally describing voodoo dolls they were making voodoo dolls of Mm -hmm. the people of God and so again like you just said the target of witchcraft is the believer according to scripture it wasn't like oh we're going to target someone to make them fall in love they were targeting the body of Christ they were targeting the believers and God says I'm going to stop the plan I'm going to stop the attack and tonight in Jesus name we declare that every demonic assignment, every demonic attack, yeah, I even I'm fell not over not. people's bodies, are being broken in Jesus' yes. name. You know, I had a, a pinched nerve, all of you guys know, because I posted about it. I, Guys, I honestly I'm not the guy, I never say, oh, I was under an attack. None of that. I, don't, I don't even give the devil a thought of it, but I really felt like God was saying, this is an attack. Because I was literally right. like picking up a hose and I, my neck went out for three days, I couldn't even barely move. And I believe it was a demonic assignment, but then the Lord revealed to me, Isaiah, what war Have you ever heard of where there was never Uh, an attack that was never backlash was never so it's not just like oh why am i going through this but it's like no i'm in a battle i'm in a war i'm on the offense we've been all year now i could say this because i know all four of us we have been all year sticking our pointer finger right in the devil's eye every time we go live we've been going after witches going after warlocks going after demons binding spirits and the lord's like you really think you're just gonna march right in and keep poking the devil and never have anything happen and so all all the pastors and listen that are like oh I don't get under attack it's because you're soft it's because you're not threatening the <laughs> devil the devil you're wow. not even all on the devil's radar like in Acts right. the Bible says Peter I know Paul I know but who are you in other words this is what they were saying you your name didn't come up in our board meeting like the demons were saying we had a board meeting and your name wasn't even relevant like there's no wanted poster of your face in hell and I can guarantee right. this is not pride or arrogance All four of us have a poster in hell, or I wouldn't want to say hell because that's not even where the devil rules from. In the second heaven, there's a wanted poster, there's an attack, but guess what? We are more than conquerors in Christ. We are more than overcomers. The Bible says that we have overwhelming victory. So we don't just win, we win like a hundred points to zero every single Mm -hmm. time. But we also are not ignorant of the battle. We also are not ignorant, guys. Like we just before we went live on here, I just said, hey guys, I think we should all get together maybe like once every few months and just talk about what we're going through talk about personal stuff talk about YouTube and strategy just because we're all coming under attack but we're fighting back and this is come on help me preach Holy Ghost this is the this is the lost art of the church ready two words Mm. fight back and this is a book Mm. Pastor Vlad has I I think we've I think we've lost this this idea that we could actually fight back like we don't have to just be a doormat oh the devil's attacking me well guess what I'm attacking back in Jesus name somebody needs to fight back tonight somebody needs to challenge the forces of darkness and say devil not today but it Mm. starts with you acknowledging it's real it starts with you acknowledging witchcraft is advancing against the church and the church needs to fight back uh uh pa- pastor mike or P- apostle pagani i know I one listen, of you guys i like, know you're chopping at the bit there's here so
3: much anointing all over come this on. broadcast today and i'm just i i know we we can all feel it right now and we're about and to hit seven thousand, by t- the way
0: sorry we're about to hit seven thousand viewers yes no, wait, listen, this is I've the all-time record
3: here on dude, my facebook now dude, so y'all are crazy come on breakthrough right in
0: jesus name
3: you know why we're exposing the works of the enemy i want to say this right now and i want everybody to hear me say it if you are not in a head-on collision with the devil Mm. it's because you're running in the same direction come on and i'm just tell you straight up like we are in a head-on collision with the enemy because we are opposed to his works but i want to release a word and i want to step into the prophetic dimension right now because the lord showed me about the convergence of october 31st it's here on sunday as well it's coming up and I kept thinking about second Kings chapter twenty-three, King Josiah. Mm-hmm. King Josiah said, listen, Israel has been surrounded by all these cultures and whatever you get close to, you eventually compromise to. And then when you Mm. compromise, you conform. And then after you conform to it, you're constricted by it. And so Israel was close to it. Then they were compromised by it. it. Then they conformed to it. Then they were constricted by it. And Josiah rose up with a different spirit. And he said, I'm going to eliminate all of these practices. And there's something about this mantle of Josiah that's on on men and women of god if that's you just come claiming on. the chat right now who are saying yeah. we are going to utterly eliminate um, anything and everything that's connected uh, come on, to, to come the, the on. demonic realm i'm telling you guys in the last two years since i've been broadcasting the i have Holy never seen more people throw away dream catchers pagan images in their homes idol statues i mean we've got we have filled dumpsters full of stuff around the world because i believe there's something like this Second Kings chapter 23, Josiah Mantle, where it's like enough compromise is enough. It's time to eliminate all compromise. So I'm just telling you guys, October 31st is a divine appointment. And I believe that there's there's many pastors and ministers that watch us. My DMs are flooded with you guys blowing me up after these sessions like this. I just want to tell you, if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to change your programming for Sunday, listen, do it. This is your permission. This is your confirmation. If you're like, I've never done a mass deliverance. I've never cast a demon out. I've never exposed the works of the enemy. God has set the T. The anointing is there. The Holy Spirit's your best team member. And just Mm -hmm. let it rip this Sunday. Because this is like a Josiah, King Josiah season.
2: For those pastors that are, are really have, have taken Pastor Mike's words very serious and, you, and, you, and you've decided, you know what, I'm going to change this, the program for this Sunday, but I don't know what I'm doing. Let me just tell you something. God will meet you at your place of ignorance. Yes. There you Yes. The, the first time that the disciples went out on their campaign pro- mm-hmm. propagating the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Here's what I love about Luke chapter 10 and even Matthew chapter 10. And it's this. Jesus didn't go with them. Mm. what does this mean the holy spirit does not micromanage Mm. he allows you to learn as you obey as you go out you don't necessarily have to be an expert exorcist to be able to conduct deliverance and i don't know what i'm going to say this is the reason i believe that in luke chapter 10 when the disciples came back they were rejoicing right here's what i think they were really rejoicing at i think they were rejoicing that it worked (laughs) <laughs> that, that 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 it actually worked good, for them man. without jesus there so that they used his name and they were probably laughing because let me tell you something me pastor mike and isaiah and and, and vlad we we kind of crack jokes at each other on different videos we see and we be like man I, I i didn't know what i was doing that day but the holy spirit told me to do this and and how did it work for you and sometimes we tell each other man i did it right there for the first time you know and it worked what does this mean? Is I think they were, that they were rejoicing on the fact that the Holy Spirit, number one, he doesn't micromanage. He trusts you. Mm. He trusts you. Second, mm. it's not your name you're using. It's on, the name of Jesus! The name of Jesus has to work even if you cast a demon out while you stuttering. As long as you say that name, and you say it in faith, and your heart is motivated by love to see the person set free, and you want to help your church get set free, God will fill in the missing gaps, Pastor. Wherever you think you are deficient, That's what the Paracletos is. He will safely take your service to the other side. So I'd say, pastor, we're excited for you. We're Mm, cheering for you and write us an email and let us know all the testimonies of all the crazy stuff that happened when you use the name of Jesus and how God's people got delivered and set free.
0: So good, and I wanna say the number one sign that you are as a leader, a hireling is when you don't go after the enemy is when you don't defend the people of Uh God and by the lack Mm -hmm. of deliverance the lack of spiritual warfare in the body of Christ. Specifically, let's just talk about America because where we all live. I think it's unfair to talk about other places where you don't actually live. In America, Mm -hmm. there's a hireling spirit culture in the church and pastors and leaders are there for a paycheck. God bless them, they're there to make a living. And so they don't honestly care about you dealing with a spirit of depression all week long. They don't honestly care that Monday through Saturday you're thinking about taking your life. They don't honestly care that there's a generational curse of divorce or of abortion or of murder in your bloodline and so when you come to them they're like uh your your need for deliverance by the way we just broke seven thousand. praise the Lord your need for deliverance and breakthrough and me having to spend my time to do deliverance on you or to do spiritual warfare with you or to break witchcraft off of you it doesn't fit in my schedule my hireling schedule of I got to prepare a message I got to download a sermon I got to preach on Sunday and then Monday I got to kind of just chill in the office for the week we need and we have to say it like this because we can't just keep acting like this isn't happening we need men and women of god that will get behind the pulpit and publicly renounce witchcraft publicly yes. imagine sunday yeah. i'm telling you god showed me this in the beginning of 2020 he said if you if you want to god. see revivalization in america it's going to take senior pastors getting behind the pulpit on their knees in front of their congregation and corporately repenting imagine this pastor You have all your little Halloween stuff planned. You have all your little chunk or treat, all your stuff. And Sunday morning rolls around after you hear this broadcast and you get on your knees in front of your entire congregation and say, we are no longer going to tolerate Jezebel polluting the waters here. We are no longer gonna tolerate witchcraft and tolerate compromise and tolerate carnality. And you in front of your congregation begin to renounce everything you've been indulging in and repenting for the lack of prayer in the church, (laughs) repenting for the lack of passion, for repenting for not being the first one at the altar as the leader repenting for not showing up to the Wednesday night prayer meeting as the pastor repenting for not being the watchman on the wall Uh, renounce it to your whole church say I'm I'm I've been sleeping on the wall I'm the first one I'm the first one to repent I'm the. but we have this arrogance this pride of like business as usual and the pastors are not are exempt from worshiping and praising and renouncing and repentance and we need to start as leaders we need to start witch witchcraft hate humility witchcraft and pride are parallel spirits witchcraft and stubbornness we know this because of King Saul are parallel spirits witchcraft and idolatry are parallel spirits. so we've allowed witchcraft in the church so we are not on this broadcast With 7,000 of you saying, oh, there's witches attacking our church. We're on here saying we've allowed the spirit of Jezebel. We've allowed the spirit of Ahab. We've allowed these demonic spirits to pollute the waters. We've allowed them in the church. We've pet them. We've put them on our lap. We've tolerated them. But I feel the Lord is saying no longer will my church tolerate Jezebel any longer. It's time for some eunuchs to push her off the balcony. It's time for some Jehus to confront Jezebel and say, Jezebel, I'm not afraid of you up there on that balcony trying to threaten me and tell me oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you, I'm telling you, it's time for someone to confront her. Stop running from it. Stop running from spiritual warfare. I'm telling you, there's a prophetic flow tonight. Stop running from the war. This is not just pastors. This is all believers in the chat. And I feel the Lord saying, stop running away from it and start running towards it. Guys, there's a reason why there's no back piece to the armor of God. The armor of God is only front because it's not made to be running from the battle. You're not supposed That's to have it. armor in the battle you're supposed to be running towards the battle David said, I'm not gonna run from Goliath I'm running directly at Goliath so I believe for many of you in the chat it's time to confront your demons I'm telling you come on y'all don't don't leave me hanging chat it's time for some of you to confront that witchcraft to whatever you're going through even me when I was going through this or I felt like oh man this is like spiritual I was like well did I even Put the armor on today did I get I mean have I been engaging have I got distracted have I got you know sometimes when we don't preach on deliverance all the time which I've been preaching on the book of Revelation I'm like okay I gotta get back in the flow I gotta you know it's kind of like I put my sword down my sword got <laughs> a little nice. rusty because I'm preaching on something else but I feel the Lord is saying sharpen up that come sword come on Holy Ghost sharpen up that sword yeah. and get ready to cut some demons heads off because there, there's a real battle I don't care what anyone says there's a real battle and tonight God is giving giving you a sword God sharpening it and I believe it's time for us as believers to get on the front lines I think when we don't go to battle um then we
1: end up finding ourselves in bondage if you remember David the Bible says it was the season it was the time for the Kings to go to battle and we are in this season right now where the Kings the Queens you are Mm. those of you who are watching you are the royal priesthood Uh, you are God's royal representation on this earth and God has invited you into a battle and battle is not bad bondage is bad battle Mm. is good because battle means you're in the promised land as long as you are in egypt you need god to come and deliver you but see in the promised land god doesn't deliver you god empowers Mm, god gives you the sword god gives you the ark god gives you the priest god gives you joshua he gives you jesus to lead the army and and jesus he is the he's our leader and he's leading us into a battle and a lot of times what people do is out of laziness or out of fear or out of hey i don't want to be the weird one i don't want to be viewed as the crazy one i don't want to get kicked out of this this fellowship or that community because the moment i to confront the demonic the moment i start fighting the battles that the lord has anointed me to fight i might lose some connections and and king saul did that he didn't destroy god's enemy and then god removed the anointing and david how did david lose his purity the time that he was supposed to go to battle God didn't anoint him to sleep all day God anointed him to fight the enemies of Israel and he decided that he was too old or too good or maybe I don't know what what the reason was and so he stays home and the Bible says that he finds himself in bed he finds himself fighting battle now that he was not anointed to win and he lost himself to that battle and so sooner you're gonna be in the battle and you can choose to be in the battle that god called you to be against the witchcraft against the demonic plans and schemes or you can then find yourself in the battle trying to control your eyes with netflix or with TikTok or with some other websites and then finding yourself slipping and and finding yourself in bondage and then you'll need deliverance again and so we want to implore you, we want to invite you that the battle is the place where the anointing is, the battle is the place where the victory is, the battle is the place where the spoil is, the battle is the place where healings are at. I mean we've seen people being healed, people being delivered, people have whose families have been restored when they got delivered. The battle is the place of solution. The battle is the place when you show up and you might not feel anointed. You might not feel equipped. It's not about your feeling. It's about your fighting. It's about Mm. your stepping in faith. It's about you saying, you know what, I'm going to come out. And like David did when he told Saul, he says the way I won a battle against the lion and the bear I threw myself in the battle trusting Mm -hmm. God will catch me and he says and the Lord delivered me from the paw of the bear and the lion but I watched the story and I'm like but David God didn't tell you to go whip the lion you could have easily ran back to your father Jesse and said dad one of the lions stole the sheep but hey I'm saved no David goes against the lion he goes fighting against the lion trusting God to deliver him from the problem he puts himself into a lot of people what they do is they have this wow. idea God deliver me and I'm not going to fight I'm not going to fast I'm not going to rebuke I'm not going to confront I'm not going to throw the dream catchers I'm looking at the chat and I see some people saying you know should I throw away the dream catcher come on I think you're watching our services already. You should know by now that stuff doesn't belong in your house. You should throw that away. It? You need to throw yourself into the battle. Get rid of the witchcraft. Get rid of the stuff. Get rid of the charms. Get rid of the crystals. Get rid of the horoscopes. Get rid of the things that connect you to the darkness. And listen, and go start delivering
0: people. Come on. Come on, bro. You're on a roll. Fire. 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 I want want to say something, too, for those of you that are like, how is witchcraft relevant to the New Testament believer? Because we've talked about the Old Testament and witchcraft was relevant. Galatians chapter 3. Oh, foolish Galatians. This is Paul. So don't get mad at us. This is the Apostle Paul. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Christ's death was made clear to you as you've seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. This is Paul saying this did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses of course not you receive the spirit when you believe the message you heard about Christ how foolish can you be and this is what this is the essence of witchcraft in the New Testament how foolish can you be Mm -hmm. after starting listen chat starting your new lives in the spirit why are you now trying to become perfect in your own human effort okay one of the symptoms of witchcraft in the new testament believer is christianity that strives to accomplish god's will using Mm. human effort rather than the power of god so anytime you have a church a believer a place where we're leaning on talent we're leaning on lights we're leaning on smoke we're leaning on personality and programs and parties and picnics rather than the presence of God Paul says do you really think human effort is going to accomplish living in the spirit so this is witchcraft the fact that most churches do not need the Holy Ghost like think about this okay if you took the Holy Spirit out of most churches what would change what would change most most churches nothing would change we would still have our 30-minute worship sets we'd still have our five-minute offerings we'd still have our 15-minute sermons we'd still have wow. our three-minute altar calls where everybody repeats a prayer that's not in the Bible where Jesus built a treehouse in our heart and nothing ever changes and we go back living in our own vomit and we'd have churches normal we wow. wouldn't even recognize the Holy Ghost has left the building this is witchcraft this is demonic oh how do you figure Galatians 3 he says who cast a spell on you thinking that you can use human effort now of course it's a little bit different than it was in the, that church, but it's not much different in the fact that most churches don't need the Holy Spirit. Now let's bring it down to the micro level. Do you need the Holy Spirit? Think about yeah. your life right now in the chat. Do you need the Holy Spirit? If I take the Holy Spirit out of your life, since we're all led by the Spirit, come on, all of us are on fire. We're all full of the Holy Spirit. We're all radical. We're all here. We speak in tongues. We believe in the fire. If I took the Holy Spirit out of your life for a week, would you survive? would you notice what would change in your life or would you still be at the same thing at the nine to five friend listen you have to get to a place and i feel the holy ghost strong tonight this is just a prophetic night you have to get to the place where you die without the holy ghost where literally you think i don't even know pagani i don't even know how to be a father without the holy ghost i don't even know my wife wouldn't even like me without the holy ghost in fact when me and my wife got married we joked because we always when we first got married we would talk about you know i was like this and we always say this thing we used to say it of like You would have never married me, or you wouldn't even dated me, or even liked me in the world. Like, the only reason I like you and you like me is because of the Holy Ghost and what the Holy Ghost has done in our lives. So, if I take him out of the picture, does your marriage work without the Holy Ghost? Does your ministry work without the Holy Ghost? Does your, see, because when you start casting out devils, you need the Holy Ghost. When you start healing the sick, you need the Holy Ghost. When you live that narrow road life, you need the Holy Ghost. When you live that holy consecrated life, You can't do it without the Holy Ghost. I cannot live a consecrated life without the Holy Ghost. So my fear is that witchcraft is functioning in our lives and functioning in our churches because we're trying to do with what the Holy Ghost can do through human effort. So we literally like, and I hate to expose everybody here, but we have like worship practice and those emotional parts we we just rail on those like okay this is where it gets emotional keep that key right because we know come on we know how to give the emotion stimulated that's witchcraft because you're using human effort to stimulate something that God is supposed to stimulate so these are all things that are happening right now in the body of Christ that we're overlooking that we don't realize is witchcraft but when you look at scripture again we're not taking anything that's outside scripture tonight and we look at witchcraft in scripture it's clear that human effort is the driving force of the believer i know i'm talking a lot here i apologize the driving force of the believer and the driving force of the American church. And this is why we're crying out for revival. This is yeah. why we're crying out for deliverance because we've gone so long without the Holy Spirit. And now it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. And we worship yep. the Bible. We worship Ooh. the Son. We worship the Father. And the Holy Jesus. Spirit is nowhere Ooh. to be found. He's the forgotten God. But you guys got to yeah. remember, biblically, the Holy Spirit is, is God on the earth. Jesus is in yeah. heaven, y'all. I, I know a lot of them the chat are going to go, wait, what? <laughs> Jesus is in heaven. The Bible says, pray praying he's at the right hand of the Father praying for you and Jesus on. said I have to leave so that I could send the Holy Spirit and Jesus said it's better that I'm not on Earth he said because it. it's better if I'm not here because if I'm here the Holy Ghost isn't here so if I leave I'm going to send the Holy Spirit so we have mm-hmm. to guys we got to get back to the Holy Ghost we got to get back to the Holy Spirit breaks the power of witchcraft breaks the back of the enemy he's that enforcer he's that law enforcement mm-hmm. that power of God on the earth that breaks the back of these spirits, and tonight the Holy Spirit is breaking witchcraft in Jesus' name. Tonight the Come Holy on. Spirit is empowering yes. someone. I'll pass it to somebody here because I'm just I'm on fire, man. I'm sweating right here. I think another, the Holy Ghost is moving.
1: Component, another component, of witchcraft, and we see that in the New Testament. And you referred to that Isaiah in the beginning of the stream in Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen and twenty, where the witchcraft is the work of the flesh you know we know the witchcraft could be a something that witches use to cast spells and curses Uh, it can operate through sorcery by charms objects and you know all kinds of things even drugs but the part that we don't like to talk a lot about that exists and we can allow that in our families we can allow that in our leadership and we can allow that in our churches is where you know we see that in the old testament where samuel says to to Saul he says that the rebellion is a sin of witchcraft wow. and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry first Samuel fifteen twenty three, and then in Galatians where apostle Paul in Galatians he says that that sorcery Uh, in Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 and verse 20 is work of the flesh. So this is not just uh, practicing charms and practicing, you know, woodoo dolls and all of the other curses, Mm -hmm. but where we can allow witchcraft, and this manifests really in three main ways, um, in domination, in intimidation, and in manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's when we take, and these three forms of witchcraft in the flesh, really is one word, it's control. Because witchcraft is really, it's controlling another person through any other means um than the holy spirit and actually you can't control a person through the holy spirit because the fruit of the spirit is self-control it's not people control god has never given (laughs) humanity domination over another human being we were giving dominion over plants over trees over air over the sea but not over another human being even if that human being is not a believer we're still god never grants us dominion or authority over another human being in that regard so the moment you start to control and this can happen in marriage when a husband wants to control his wife or dominate over his wife that's witchcraft you might not go to a witch doctor you might not have a psychic on on a speed dial but if you are controlling your wife you are practicing witchcraft Mm. a wife if you are manipulating your husband you're practicing witchcraft yes children when they manipulate their children their parents through tears or when pastors we manipulate our staff or our leadership or if we are members and we are cornering the spiritual leadership in our church and we're trying to control and we're trying to threaten and some people use prophetic gift to really control the pastor some people use their fire finances to control leaders at church and they don't realize that you're actually it doesn't matter how fast you speak in tongues you are in witchcraft and you need to repent of that because god can't bless mess you know that's rebellion that that stuff is is control freak the spirit of god gives us self-control he doesn't give us control of other people and so and i think we need to expose that kind of witchcraft as well so you know
3: i was just preaching about that last sunday and this is like a perfect segue because Control is often like it's the fruit, but the mm-hmm. root is fear. Mm-hmm. Behind all control yeah. is fear. So let, let's talk about the modern witch starter pack, right? Because you said we got witches <laughs> and warlocks in the church. Come on. The starter pack is let me use prophecy to manipulate yep. my pastor. That's the modern witch starter pack in the church. Oh, then outside the church, you got let's manifest money. Let's have lotions, potions, crystals, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But what is it? It's fear. Fear of finances has you lighting candles and buying crystals. So the fear leads to control. The most controlling people you've ever met are the most scared people you've ever met. Wow, and so see good. what happens is like, and You're that's how you strong. get the the, the the invitation to go visit the witch at Endor is Saul is afraid. He doesn't know how to lead Israel. And he's uh-huh. like, I've got to conjure up the ghost of Samuel to get information. Wow. So why do people go to psychic mediums? Why do they step into witchcraft? because of fear, yeah. instead of going to the one that's already established their future, plan mm-hmm. their future, wrote their future, they go to a psychic medium out of fear. And wow. so a faith-based decision, Right. A a decision to surrender to the Holy Spirit is actually losing your life. Then you find it. Mm -hmm. So it's like to be to be a true believer, you say, I'm actually going to lose my life. I'm going to release control and allow the Holy Spirit to to do what only he can do. But then on the other end of the spectrum, it's like I'm going to operate in fear. And any fear-based decision turns into control and then control turns into witchcraft. So before it's a candle, before it's a crystal, before it's sage, before it's all that, it's control. And before it's control, it's fear. And so what we're gonna, this is why this, this broadcast is so anointed And I want to shout out all the people in the comics because I was cracking up reading it. I'm watching people say, I just jumped over to all four broadcasts and and hard and shared and liked. And like people are going (laughs) ballistic to get this thing to to expose the works of the enemy. Is that these things are not being talked about, but deliverance is the children's bread. And we are going to feast this Sunday.
1: Mm, (laughs) Come on. Like it's going
3: to be amazing.
0: Festival. Pagani, you want to jump in there?
2: I was thinking about before fear, I believe desperation kicks in. Oh, say that. And desperation is an invitation. Anytime you find out in scripture, like with King Saul and others, Mm -hmm. if you really read the text, you find that there was this desperation in which Saul couldn't wait uh, for Samuel to come and he ended up going in a different direction. Another time, God took too long to talk to him, or God wasn't talking to him, and we find desperation kicked in, and desperation opened a door to an invitation, and we see that King Saul ended up going uh, to encounter a witch. So I I, I noticed that um, when believers have not been taught the fruit of the spirit of patience, and where patience mm. has not become a a, a a a virtue, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, it says, add to your faith patience. Um, you find that desperation becomes uh this crutch that the Christian tends to default to, which then in turn causes them to actually begin to lower their standard Good. and mm. say, you know what? Maybe I should go to see a witch, because apparently God has taken forever to kind of answer my prayer, and I'm sick and wow. tired of prophetic utterances. Nothing's coming to pass, or whatever. I pray all the time, I don't feel nothing. Everybody feels God, I don't feel it. I've been asking him, you know, and they ended up they end up turning because the church. Now, here's the thing: um, when the wow. church doesn't uh, talk about like witchcraft, when the Christian becomes desperate they will turn to witchcraft so and still mm-hmm. attend their churches. Yep. So then yeah. you have Christians that are, have mixed like new age witchcraft with Christianity. Mm-hmm. So then, they, the so, so, so because they, because they desire so, so much to get in touch with God uh, or God to give them or God to speak to them, they'll end up tapping into astral projection and yes. then say yeah. astral projection is the Holy Spirit. See what I'm saying? So they end up tapping into all of these... Christian or devices of Satan that ends up becoming their lead way to their downfall and it's simply because desperation has literally gripped them and desperation opens a door to an invitation and end up going down that path and the, 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 the average Christian that'll help get delivered at least from the Latino black and brown churches because of the struggle that, you know, minorities deal with, there's a deep desperation there of nothing ever works out for us. You know, the system is designed to keep us down. So there's a lot, like, it's funny because the American evangelical churches, we have to prove like witchcraft is real, but to the minority Christian churches, it's actually the opposite. They're Christians and then they're Christian witches. Like they tap, they completely go to the other end because there's this, Struggle of life that causes desperation, and allow them to crash course into this into this life of witchcraft. That on our end, I have to actually deliver them from through the power of Jesus. Obviously, he's a deliverer because they're Christians. Like yesterday, I literally was watching a YouTube page dedicated to Christian witches. Mm. I sat there and I watched it. And, and the number one underlying theme of this particular person was they grew up in church, yep. they were around uh, yep. judgmental Christians, the Christianity wasn't working for them, they don't understand why for them, God blessed everybody except them, uh, how uh, spirituality couldn't connect the dots. They ended up going to college and then they started experimenting with witchcraft. And then now they're saying that witchcraft makes more sense to them than actually the Bible. And it's literally desperation that leads to fear, and fear leads to everything else that everyone else was talking about. I think everybody's so on key
0: here. And I think one of the issues is it goes back to not giving people or not giving the Holy Spirit a platform to encounter people in church. And so people so badly want to encounter God. And that's why you always hear these witches say, I was raised in church, I grew up in church, but I never had an experience. And then here's what happens. They go to the devil and the devil's like, oh, I'll give you an experience. And the problem is, We have not allowed the Holy spirit into the church. And so people are not encountering him. And so they go by default because they're longing for an encounter. Now, let me also say this to many of you that genuinely want an encounter. And you're saying, God, why have you not encountered me spiritually? I'm going to help you out here the moment you start wanting God more than that encounter is the moment God gives you the encounter when you live your life wanting so bad to fall over to whatever it is an encounter right a vision an angel we all want it every one of us in the chat there's 7600 by the way incredible all of us four guys here we all want encounter like I live to encounter God I want it I would love it any moment anytime give it to me Lord but what happens is when that becomes your God the experience with God God knows if I give them this encounter they're gonna walk by feeling not by faith because here's the problem because this happened to me guys in my early days I would this is embarrassing and I'm gonna expose myself here but in my early days I got radically saved I would always do this thing and I know a lot of people have done this in the chat don't act like I'm the only one I did not invent this (laughs) but I used to like because I was so shocked by how God real God was because I'd gone from being an atheist to like getting radically saved for like a month i would go all right god if you're real give me chills and i would get chills all down my body and i did that for like a month and then at the end of like a month god was like when are you gonna stop doing that like when are you gonna stop doubting me because really all that is is doubt all that is is unbelief all right. that is is me testing god and right. god in his mercy and grace he gave me the chill bumps you know he did whatever <laughs> but it's so true about the church. When we say like, Uh God, if you're real show up, but then God says, at what point is it? I walk by faith, not by sight. So I'm not walking by my emotions or feeling I'm walking by faith. And then here's what happened when I started no longer needing an experience, if I never guys, if I never had another experience with God for the rest of my life, I would still serve him. If I never encountered him, his presence, his power, I'm so, I'm so deep into it. There's no going back that it doesn't even matter anymore. If I fall out or if I encounter God or I see an angel, none of that matters. That's all cherry on top. What matters is I have God and by faith, I believe he's in me. I believe he's with me. So I don't even need the experience, but the problem becomes when we want so bad the experience and we're not getting it in the church because we're not giving the Holy Spirit platform then we like you guys just said we do what Saul did we got to go to a medium we got to go to a witch and on first Samuel 28 6 I wanted to read this real quick it said and when Saul inquired of the Lord the Lord answered him not neither by dreams nor by prophets then Saul said to his servant seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit that I may Uh go and inquire of the Lord so Saul is like Lord I want you to speak to me like many in the chat Lord I need your presence Lord I need your power Lord give me direction because we know Saul was in a rebellion disobedience to God like many of us in the chat God says I'm not going to speak to you because you're asking for the wrong reasons you've not repented a whole bunch of reasons and so Saul says let me go to the witchcraft to try to get an answer from God and this is what we're seeing happen in the church what you just said Pagani is that people are not hearing God. They're not experiencing God. And so they're like, ah, uh, maybe crystals. Like I know someone who's a pastor's wife um again uh, I don't have to be careful here because but anyways she's she opened up a crystal selling business for Christians and she's a pastor's wife because I know her personally I've known her for a long time she got saved at the same time as me the reason why is because I'll tell you right now she didn't have that encounter she was looking for God God. in her mind disappointed her so now she has to go to crystals and earth and now she's fitted into Christianity and she has a, a business where she sells crystals and Lots of christians buy them and believe them and whatever and meanwhile her husband's a pastor the problem is we genuinely don't believe that god wants to speak to us wants to encounter us we look to encounter god disappoints us but friend i want to tell you if you're looking to encounter you're looking for the wrong thing we don't look Come to on, encounter mom. we look to christ he's the yeah, author and wow. finisher of our faith and Great. jesus said an adulterous generation i'm going to stop right here because i'm going too long here mm. he said an adulterous Good. generation this seeks a sign and so as pastors there's tension we need to open the door because jesus said in matthew 23 you shut the kingdom of heaven against man and you yourself don't get in so we need to open up the kingdom of heaven's door and let people in let people encounter god in our church but at the same time we don't want to become the encounter the deliverance the chill bumps our God we don't want to because for me chill bumps became my God it was like if right. I don't get the chill mm-hmm. bumps for that first month God's not real like now chill bumps are my God and thank God obviously that lasted a month I was immature and many of you your baby Christians those things are okay God sees us through right. our ignorance and those yeah. are totally okay if you're going yeah. through that season but I want to challenge you when you start maturing in God and we're teaching you guys lessons we learned in the beginning when you right. mature in God
2: you go to God and then the encounter comes and the presence of God comes you know what's interesting you know, it saddens my heart to hear that you know a first lady or the pastor's wife of a church, which in essence they're both pastors. So yep. a pastor mm-hmm. of a congregation that has turned to crystals, and I'm you know I'm not in judgment, you know, because I, I, I'm not the person, but um, it but. This broadcast is designed to expose at least some things so that way the Christian can know because maybe in the beginning you don't know. And then once you get caught up and you get entangled in it and then it's kind of hard to break away from it. But let me let me just kind of say some things that we need to vehemently say here because we're talking about different shades of witchcraft. Now, a shade is a variation of a primary color, which Mm. means there's a primary color, and then there are different shades. It's part of the same color. It's just a different variation, which means the primary color is blue, but then you have navy blue. You got mosaic blue. You got sky blue. Those are variations or different shapes. so there's one network of witchcraft mm. or the craft of a witch all right but then there's these variations now here's what's beginning to become popular within the christian church and i i'm a, I'm a little amped up here because ahead, i think, I think we need to really like confront this stuff is number one christians should not be burning sage on, to try to remove in. demons from their house that is the devil Number two, astral projection. That is not the Holy Spirit. You are not prophetic. That is not the gift of prophecy. You are not a prophet. If you're astral projection, that is the devil. Number three is daily tarot reading cards. If you're into the tarot reading and then also reading your Bible, that is witchcraft. Angel destiny cards, the devil, 100%, not even holding back on that one. Isaiah has talked about that one before. The Christian that is also into chanting and blanking out their mind in meditation. The Christian does not blank out their mind. We meditate on. on scripture. We meditate on scripture. We don't blank out our mind talking about God speak to me. If a Christian, let me tell you something, go ahead and blank out your mind. A demon will talk to you. That is not how we listen to God in prayer. We meditate on scripture and then we tell the Holy Spirit, not on the outside, but he's living on the inside to talk to us. So Christian who chants to try to get to a place of solace and peace or blanking out their mind. That is another form of witchcraft. What? Burning incense. Burning incense putting a little cup of incense somewhere in your house, not for the sake of aroma, but for the sake of some sort of spiritual sacred experience, that is another form of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Calling on angels and archangels to come talk to you come or on. to come be involved in your Stay, prayer life or to teach you the Bible and Get to it. walk with you, that is witchcraft. Spells, Isaiah talked about that. That was actually pointed out in scripture, Galatians chapter three. Christian yoga is Say witchcraft I'm glad you said period. that period period is witchcraft crystals witchcraft uh detox pearls where we put these little trinkets to so- some sort of detoxing ourselves new age And the last thing I want to say is this: be careful of sometimes secret society theology of some sort of these new things that have erected themselves. You're going to get mad at me. But Black Lives Matter theology is of the devil because they themselves have said that they have called on the ancient spirits to help them perpetuate the agenda. Critical race theory, another form of witchcraft. These are new theologies that have erected themselves that the Christian church have embraced as some sort of movement to help empowerment, to help empower the people. I'm not talking about the empowerment stuff, the empowerment stuff, amen, but I'm talking about the ideologies and where their philosophies are drawing from. They're actually getting this information from the dark side, from the supernatural. So these are certain things, and maybe you didn't know this, we're not just going to leave it at just the works of the flesh. We're gonna tell you exactly Good. what it is, so that way, when you get to the place of desperation, you don't turn to you don't turn to crystals, you don't turn to angels, yeah, you don't on, turn right, to tarot cards, you don't astral project trying to connect with God, you don't burn sage to trying to remove a on. demon. You want to remove a demon in your house? Number one, repent, get your life come right on, with God, on, and use the name of Jesus, and then, and third, go around your house and throw out everything that belongs right. to the devil. And I promise you, the devil will leave your house.
0: Come so on. good you know there's one thing I've been seeing pop mm. up and I'm going to pass it to you Mike is also necromancy mm. this is something guys yes. now there's uh-huh. some of you in the chat that are like I would never do this there's believers I've talked to recently messages comments of like I don't get Isaiah why is it wrong that my grandma is coming to me at night who's died four years ago and she talks to me and then here's another one People say, well, my grandma who's in heaven comes down from heaven and talks to me, or my grandpa, or I could smell my aunt's apple pie and she comes down out of heaven and she talks to me and then goes back and tells me what she sees in heaven, what heaven's like. Listen. If you're getting revelation from a dead relative at night about what heaven is like, that's necromancy. That is engaging and speaking to the dead. And it's demonic, it's not of God, it's prohibited in scripture, it's a violation of scripture. Do not communicate with the dead. If your relative visits visits you at night, tell them to go back where they came from. Say, go back wherever it is. You came from, I'm going to bed It's way too late for you to be trying to cook me up some apple pie at three in the morning. Um, anti boo boo. I, I don't want to talk to you. I'll see you when, if you're in heaven, praise the Lord. I'll see you when we get there, but don't be entertaining it because there's a lot of you in the chat that, that we deal with in deliverance. And again, mm-hmm some pastors are watching they're like I don't ever deal with this it's because you don't do deliverance okay if you start casting demons out you start finding out certain movies open doors certain music open doors mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of pastors like you think de- movies could open the door to demons you're crazy it's because you don't deal with demons we do so your people come to us well. and say I watched this movie now I have a demon or I listen to this music now I have a demon so yeah of course it's well. crazy to you because you don't do any spiritual warfare but I deal with these people guys I know you have too where they talk to familiar spirits they get familiar mm-hmm. spirits and these spirits are familiar, which is why they're called familiar spirits with your relative. So you say, well, how would they know about what my aunt used to love to wear? How would it's because the demons are familiar with her. Remember demons have been around since the beginning of since the beginning of creation, when God created them actually before creation. And so they know these things that we would not know. They have information we don't have. And they know like people say, I went to a medium and the medium told me this accident that happened at a party. I was at five years ago. How did the media, how did the medium know? Well, how about because the demon was there at the party with you? That's how they know. So if you're wondering how demons know all this stuff about you, they were there with you while you were up there shaking your thing on the bar stool. So don't be shocked when mediums know things about you. Don't be shocked when witches know things about you. They know because the spirits were there with you. So again, do not engage. (laughs) Do not engage with Aunt Boo Boo or Uncle Terry or whatever your grandma comes and says oh mijo, i love you and god loves you listen god will tell you he loves you you don't need grandma telling you she loves you do not engage why why is it a big deal because it opens you up to that familiar spirit when you Come engage on. and by the way we just hit 8200 this is so crazy what? guys Jesus. i'm like our record was 6000 before this and we're at 8200 right now but guys i want to tell you be careful when you start trying no, no i don't want to even say be careful don't engage at all with any spirit write this down other than the holy spirit if the spirit's first name i'm getting basic is not holy cast that spirit out in jesus name if it's an angel spirit pagani i'm so glad you said this because recently i've been having a lot of people archangel michael came to me and michael gave me a scroll listen listen linda michael did not come to you michael is so busy he's not coming to you giving you a scroll so All those YouTubers you watch about how they got a new president prophecy from Michael the Archangel and that the presidency is going to be overturned. These are demon spirits. These are not Archangel Michael. These are not Gabriel. These are lying spirits. And God allows lying spirits to deceive his people when they're already in deception go read your bible so i really believe we need to stop with this archangel michael archangel gabriel and i had this angel came to me he had 19 wings all that if you saw an angel praise the lord angels are real we just got done talking about them for the last two and a half months in our broadcast on book of revelation but when you start getting more revelation from angels than the holy ghost and you start worshiping them talking about them every day an angel whispers you tickles you with a feather you need to be careful because this is this is not now let me say this and i'm end with this this is not this is not like backroom theology this is not rare theology guys we all know this this is mainstream charismatic churches this is mainstream pentecostal churches that are an angel an angel an angel an angel an angel and they're using angels talking to them to change what scripture says so let me just say one last thing conspiracy theories guys this is demonic all of these let me tell you why you're so involved in conspiracies number one is because you don't pray number two it's because you're trying to make sense of darkness you're trying to make sense of the mm. devil and so you have to find a reason why this is happening and there's this conspiracy happening in the garden there's this conspiracy happening there's this new conspiracy it's like every week there's a new conspiracy because you're trying to make sense how about this it's the devil you don't need a conspiracy theory the devil's real he really wants people to have abortions he really wants to destroy marriages he really wants to reign in the governments and the devil's alive and well and we need to fight him instead of making another new conspiracy I'm like dude when all this election stuff was happening I almost threw up with all the conspiracies were going on we need to stop because conspiracies in their in their true nature are of the devil they are demonic they're started by I know I'm gonna lose a bunch of people here and subscribers, but they're started by demonic spirits. So these are just some more things I wanted to add. I don't know if Mike or Vlad, you have any other ones yeah, we've missed?
3: Good. Um, well, you're, you're you're speaking into so much of it because even with the conspiracy theories, what is it? It's fear that turns yes. into control. Yes. Right? Yes. You fear what's mm. happening. You fear how things are unfolding and then you wanna assert control. So by understanding how it's all the dots are connecting, you have a sense of control. Mm. But I wanna just say this because I feel like this is such a prophetic broadcast tonight. Somebody needs to hear this. Your loved one did not send you a sign. Come on. Come on. Your loved one did not send you a sign. I feel like the people Holy Spirit crazy wanted me right to now. highlight grief. Come grief on. has driven more people to witchcraft wow. than any other emotion. Grief. Your loved one did not send you a sign. Wow. Don't communicate. Confront. It don't mm, communicate yeah. with oh, that good. the spirit of that little girl in your kitchen. I got news for you. It's not the spirit of a little girl. It's a demonic entity, and it's probably in you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how many times. Yeah.
3: You know, back in the day, I can't do this now. I used to literally make home visits. People would say, "I have poltergeist type things. Things yeah. are slamming, falling off walls." One hundred percent of the time, they needed a deliverance, not their house. Wow. Okay. Wow. And so I just say I feel it. like I had to take a step back and say you you guys are not getting a sign from your loved one, you are getting a distraction from the one who hates your soul. Wow! I Come mean, on. That, that's no. what it is. The enemy is distracting you. And he wants you caught up in bad theology. And I, I just feel like I should read this scripture. It is Old Testament, mm. so forgive me, Apostle Isaiah. I'm going to go there. <laughs> can, dude. So, go there. I love it. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 8 mm. through 12. There's a revelation here, though, and there is a new covenant context. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12 says when you enter the land that the Lord, your God is giving you. Do not learn to imitate Mm. the detestable ways of the nations there. So there's something about your phone that makes you an imitator. Many of you wouldn't have known what sage was unless you saw it here and and you imitated it. There's Mm. something about imitation you're seeing and you're imitating, you're seeing and you're imitating. And so it's like, it is possible to be in the world, but not of the world. It's, Mm. it's possible to be a friend of sinners like Jesus, but somebody needs to hear you imitated somebody manifested money. And so you became a guru to manifest money. You're imitating. And it says, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. And this is what it says. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist who consults the dead. Anyone (laughs) who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And so I just felt like I needed to get that out there because for so many of you, you would have never stepped in this direction had you not seen it and imitated it. And for many more of you, it was grief that opened up that door and a heart full of grief is like, I'm going to go and move in that direction. And I feel like there's a major league freedom where people are like, I did it for the wrong reasons. I've even been reading the comments, people saying I'm coughing, I'm vomiting. People are already starting to go through deliverance. You know, Hmm. people are throwing things away. So tonight is like a
0: monumental night. And we just hit 8,500, by the way, which is absolutely insane. Hmm. Insane and i Incense. wanted to, so this I wanted is to touch a on one broadcast. thing as you're saying that too is one thing i hear i've heard this for years i was like what is this where people say oh yeah i have a prophetic gift and it's like well how do you know and they say oh before i was saved I used to get information about people I would know things about people and it must have been a prophetic gift I've heard that a thousand times that's a familiar spirit that's not a prophetic yeah. gift it's a familiar spirit giving you information about somebody so be careful that you're not thinking a familiar spirit is the Holy Spirit if you're getting now again I believe in word of knowledge we all believe it we all te- have taught sermons on it we all do the words and we all flow in words of knowledge I've heard all three I believe you guys doing words of knowledge we all believe it's all that right but Getting random information that has nothing to do with you, that doesn't grow the kingdom of God, that doesn't point to Jesus about people is not word of knowledge, it's familiar spirits. So I know people that are like, I have the word of knowledge and um, they get saved and they're like, I've had this gift for years and I get information. Listen, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, you do not have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So do not think (laughs) like when I was a kid, I used to get information, I must just be prophetic. No, it was a familiar spirit. So we have to also be careful that we're not letting demons feed us information Thinking it's actually the Holy Spirit now. How do I know maybe now some of you are scared like maybe it's a demon speaking Not the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. That's his job. The Holy Spirit convicts. That's his job the Holy Spirit judges Righteously and brings godly condemnation against sin so if the if the voice you're hearing or the words you're hearing or the information you're getting is about something that bad that happened to someone when they were a kid, or you're using it to try to get an edge on your boss because now you have information because people do use this to blackmail. They do think it's a gift from God. And now I'm going to use it as leverage. These are all things that happen all the time. Whether you believe it or not, those are familiar spirits. They're not the Holy spirit. Now, when you, you could say it's a Holy spirit and think it's a Holy spirit, but if it doesn't bring glory Mm -hmm. to Jesus, it's not a gift of the spirit or the Holy spirit. If it's not bringing people to be healed, if it's not bringing people to be delivered, if it's not Mm -hmm. a word of knowledge to bring edification in that realm now will the Holy Spirit give you a word of knowledge in deliverance about something someone went through absolutely will the Holy Spirit give you a word of knowledge to bring healing over a situation absolutely but the Holy Spirit doesn't go around whispering secrets about people to bring destruction and to bring dismay and so that you can get an edge on people you can dominate nice. people witchcraft come on guys you can Damn. dominate you oh I know this happened to you when you were a kid and then they start crying and they start shaking and they're in fear and you now have a dominate a domination over them you now have control over them because you know something about them nobody knows there's times where the Holy Spirit will tell me something a word of knowledge about someone and say keep your mouth shut pray for them do not say a word about it it's not for you to say it's not for them to know you know and I'm just gonna pray so I really think we have to be careful that we're not allowing now Paul did warn us that another spirit was coming into the church that wasn't the Holy Spirit and Paul said you've received the spirit as if it was the Holy Spirit he said you've received a different spirit now they weren't let me just make this clear They weren't opening the door of the church saying demons come in. What they were doing was they were allowing demonic spirits in thinking it was the Holy spirit. Then even Paul said that you've allowed a different Jesus in and they allowed a different Jesus in thinking it was Jesus. So Paul is had to do what we're doing tonight. Bring correction to say that's a different spirit a different gospel and a different Jesus that's being preached and then they can recognize oh this is not God so this is what we're trying to help you with we don't want you to doubt the voice of God we don't want you Come to on. leave this broadcast now like I don't ha- want to have an encounter with God anymore because it's all demonic no but we do want to draw the line in the sand because there's many people in the charismatic and Pentecostal churches that are following other spirits thinking it's the Holy Spirit when it's grieving the Holy Spirit not inviting the Holy Spirit all right someone else go for it. I know I'm okay. talking way too much yeah.
1: here I'll mention about the Isaiah along the line the girl at the Philippi Acts chapter 16 verse there 16 you she, yes. had, she had the spirit of divination she had a python spirit and surprisingly everything she said was 100% yep. true in fact she was so accurate with her predictions that she was an employee she was on the staff of some pretty popular businesses of the day and the reason that they, they came against apostle paul is because the the projections of their prophets or their prophets you know were on decline and so we have to always consider the source not just the accuracy of the prophecy not just the, mm. the accuracy of the prediction so good. or um or how good people sound but we have to consider the source but one thing i want to highlight that as uh, different things were being mentioned and I've dealt with that with a few people who went to a witch doctor or some people who have a question like, well, I went to this person and they healed me mm. or they removed actually a demon that I struggled with or they removed a sickness that I had. And so this is what we have to understand is that witch doctors don't cast out demons. They transfer them.
2: Mm. Witch doctors,
1: yeah. they don't heal. They move demons from one organ to another one. Come on. Which doctors they send stronger demons to squash the weaker demons and then you think the problem is resolved but in reality you got a stronger demon that dominated the weaker one you got a bigger sickness now that pretty much squashed the weaker sickness and then those sicknesses begin to reappear i've seen this when it happens with people it seems like oh i had this back problem i went and you know that they did some little charms on me and they anointed me Stuff. they did some chance on me or they gave me this particular uh potion this particular thing to take home I did the ritual and I am gone this problem is gone and then you will see, shortly after that this person goes from having a back problem to having cancer yes wow and so while they remove one they replaced it with another satan uh demons and the work of of the way they're the way they're successful is because they're using the power of the enemy devil has no healing to give the enemy has no freedom to give you if he gives something with his right hand it's because with his left hand he's taking what your life depends on and so if you have went to the witch doctor if you have called the psychic line if you have went to somebody to help you connect with the spiritual realm and today you are seeing a huge attack upon your life you really genuinely need to repent you genuinely need to throw away anything that connects you to that what you did was not just the work of the flesh you betrayed god You cheated on God. This stuff is serious. This is not like, you know, Israel complaining and they finally drove God crazy after 10th time. No, this stuff was punishable by death because this thing brings death. You're crossing. It's kind of like if a husband forgets to take the garbage out, you know, like, yeah, uh, it might ruin, you know, the the moment or ruin the evening. It's different if you cheated on your wife. Okay. The covenant is broken. When you go to the dark side, God sees that as cheating on him. God sees that as you breaking wow, the covenant. Wow. This stuff is so serious. This is not like so many people treat it like, oh, it was like, you know, I had a weak moment. No, you had a weak moment is if outburst of anger you had a moody day or you said something stupid that's a weak moment but when you're going to the other side that's not a weak moment that is pure wickedness that is pure transgression that stuff God takes his protection off of your life it doesn't matter how many membership meetings you've been through which domination you went through and what your title is a church you transgressed you god's wrath rests upon you and you need Mm. to repent and i'm not talking about god i'm sorry like saul did oh yeah i'm sorry but still honor me in front of the elders elders you gotta like break down and really cry out to god for mercy so god can reverse whatever that's been initiated in your life and bring total deliverance because you can go to each one of our ministries and receive prayer but please understand you can get prayer from us freedom comes from him Wow. And if you transgressed against him, you got to get right with him and you got to do it with a contrite and a broken heart.
2: So and this good. is why, this is why for those of you that, let's say you're listening and you say, it, that's me. I, I've, I've, I've broken my covenant. Okay, w- 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 a simple, I'm sorry, it really isn't enough. Because mm. a wife can forgive, a spouse can forgive another spouse. Oh, watch this. Mm. For committing adultery, but trust takes time to rebuild. And mm. this is why repentance is the first phase. But I would encourage you, we get this all the time in our ministry. So many people come to our ministry in the Bronx for deliverance and witchcraft. And, and usually when it comes to like witchcraft, I, I take, I, I literally give them some instruction. Number one, you got to repent. Number two is yeah. get into a season of fasting. Come on. A season of fasting to... Sh- So that way you can really press in and, to fight so that the Holy Spirit can reveal what is the root cause of mm. your double-mindedness, because at the heart of it is double-mindedness, and double-mindedness mm. is a humongous sin in the Old Testament. This is why Joshua said, "Why are you swayed between two opinions?" This there is why Elijah came and said, um, "You guys are in between two opinions. If God is God, let Him be God." This is a humongous sin. So number one is obviously you have to repent. Number two is get into a season of fasting where you spend some time before the Lord and allowing the Lord to reveal. Deeper wickedness that requires a deeper level of deliverance. Number three is this: you're gonna have to really throw out everything in your house. Throw out everything in your house that you know is connected to what the Holy Spirit is telling you to get rid of it. Number four is this, and this one is a big one. This is a big one. The Bible says, "Confess your faults to one another. Come on, pray for one another so that you may be healed." That means that there's there's a measure of deliverance that can be finalized. When you actually go to a Christian brother and say, you know what? Sometimes we tell our brothers when we're angry, when we had an argument, we might even tell someone, you know what? Um, I was looking at pornography, but you know how hard it is to go to a Christian brother or your pastor to say, man, I've been messing with witchcraft, pastor. This is why God is saying the finalization of some of your freedom is at the end result of confession to another brother. When you say, you know what? I've been messing with witchcraft and therefore finally that power gets broken and then you'll be able on the path. You'll be able to set right on the path of restoration. But it's the same thing as a spouse committing adultery saying, I'm sorry. That's a good place to start. But, you know, emotionally and relationally, it is not enough when we go from serving the living God to actually going to a witch to get an answer. Listening to a demon to get an answer to a prayer, it's going to require fruits worthy of repentance, which means repentance is a measure. It's a measurement. It has to be measured up to the place of worthy, worthy repentance. It's not just worldly sorrow. I'm sorry. God forgives me my grace. No, you have to measure it with fruits worthy of repentance. And then it enters or allows you to enter into a place of godly sorrow. Because godly sorrow will produce that when things get rough the next time, you won't go back to witchcraft again because that thing has been eradicated out of you. So good and I want to also introduce well we don't
0: introduce it because we've been talking about this whole time of witchcraft again guys is not just I went and did a candle or a sage it's disobedience to the word of God it's living life in human effort instead of the power of God and the essence of witchcraft what Samuel told Saul is rebellion when you rebel against what God has told you to do specifically now when I say specifically this is what I mean by it God told Saul kill everything he spared King Agag he didn't do what God said specifically what God said not like oh it's in the Bible I need to do it specifically what God said to do that was the producing factor of witchcraft in Saul's life Samuel came basically said Saul rebellion is of witchcraft is of the sin of witchcraft so when God tells me to do something not 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 uh Pagani not Vlad not Mike when God says Isaiah get rid of this or don't do this or do this and i disobey god i rebel against what god has spoken to me to do that is when witchcraft begins to take root in my life rebellion fear anger bitterness depression anxiety those are the fruit witchcraft is the root so yeah you have pastors that are again and i want to be very sensitive here that are dealing with anxiety dealing with depression dealing with fear dealing with all of these things that they're going through, they don't realize those spirits are fruit of the root and the root is witchcraft. The root is somewhere on, for the most part, not always, but somewhere down the line, usually there was rebellion towards what God told us to do. When I first got saved, God told me, get rid of your music, get rid of your movies, get rid of your video games, get rid of break up with the girl you're with for four years, right? Now I didn't get on live stream and say, everybody right now, God is saying, everybody break up with their girlfriend they've been with. But for me, God specifically said do this for me specifically if I did o- didn't obey God witchcraft would start taking root in my life according to scripture so this is where we need to realize like you're in the chat saying well I don't burn sage well I don't do Ouija boards well I don't do this but do you rebel against God are you obeying I'm when warm. God says go pray for that person are you obeying when God says get rid of that relationship are you obeying when God says don't watch that movie are you obeying when God says don't get that thing for, for you Pagani it might not be sin but for me it is sin like people always ask me well why don't you have tattoos you think they're wrong I don't think they're wrong for you I think they're wrong for me because God has specifically told me do not do this so I'm not going to make a video saying anyone that has a tattoo is in sin because it's it's a personal conviction it's personally for me and if I go against what God has told me I would be in rebellion which is of witchcraft so I want you guys to see that there um I want to talk about one more shade here entertainment this is a major way entertainment, a major way that (laughs) witchcraft enters people music (laughs) movies culture things you watch and for many of you you spend six to eight hours a day I just read an article um, by the Wall Street Journal and I think guys we talked about this a few months ago but the Wall Street Journal posted an article about two weeks ago is when I read it saying that young girls are going into doctor's offices with ticks and here's where they're connecting it yeah. it's because of TikTok. they did a study because wow. they're finding all these young girls that are going in with ticks like the physical they're physically having uh-huh. ticks and the doctors did a study and said every girl and these are girls from around the world this is the washing um, the washing the wall street journal that did this article they said that all these girls had in common was extended amounts of time on TikTok. so now you My have a social media Social wow. media, which is named TikTok, think about this, is actually wow. causing physical tics in these young wow. girls. And some of them were young men, mostly young girls in the study. And this is entertainment bringing on not only spirits but bringing wow. on mind control so the reason mind why track. we think a certain way the reason why we think things are appropriate the reason why we think this is that is because of culture because of entertainment so now we have instead of the word of God driving us TikTok drives us instead of the word of God leading the church it's now the news Fox News or CNN or ABC Jeez. are now driving us so this entertainment movies culture programming guys I don't know if you know back in the day when people used to watch TV um, or like cable television they called it programming programming. programming. We interrupt this broadcast, this program, because it actually literally programs the brain. It's programming the mind of your children programming. And some of you, your children's iPad have discipled them. You haven't discipled them. So you say, why is my kid saying these bad words? Well, because the iPad programmed them to say those words. Why does my kid know about the song? Because TikTok programmed them to know about that song. And we need to reprogram them with the word of God. We need to re re disciple them with our time and our energy effort but i want to touch on that because i think this is um under talked about this entertainment the movies the music and that they literally (laughs) do change the way we think and they literally do influence us more than we realize yeah it's physically changing the structure of your brain
3: you know you don't have a phone you have a portal you don't have an ipad you have a portal and you're opening it up you know i was looking at the statistic and students spend 900 hours a year in school, wow. but 2,363 hours watching stuff on their phone. Wow. So it's wow. like literally three times more education is happening through this than it is happening in the classroom. And so we've really got to understand. Now, here's the thing. People are going to say they're legalistic. That's always Go what there. it is. They're Go legalistic. Yep. They're legal. And and I really want to expose that because it's like the fruit doesn't lie. When Mm -hmm. I'm taking someone through deliverance who said that I had an iPad in my room, I was in fifth grade, I was exposed to pornography. It led to an addiction that lasts decades. And you hear that story over and over again. You're like, wow, this really isn't a phone. It's a portal. It's a portal. To literally the demonic realm, and it's just like that scripture I read earlier, where it was like, "Hey Israel, you're coming into this land. You are to possess that territory, but there are people there doing things that you should not imitate." Mm. And that's to me. To me, it's like many of you watching. You don't know who you are without being exposed to all the stuff you were exposed wow. to. You My don't God. know who you would have been if it wasn't for their influence. Wow. You don't wow. know who you really are because you've always had so much influence. And so there's got to be, um, I, I think for us, you, there has to be a level of wisdom in this season. There has to be a level of understanding how we use things. And this, I think for many of you listening, there's a confirmation right now that you're receiving, like I need to wake up because Absolutely. my kids don't just have phones, they have portals into their yep. life. Yep. And this, and here's the thing, as somebody who used to have a home, I used to have Over 150 students per semester for six years straight because I was a teacher, side note. And I remember when I would discipline kids, students would come up to me crying at the end of the school year saying, I know you love me more than my own dad because you disciplined me and my dad never did. And so it's like, you think that by restricting something in your kid's life, they're gonna hate you, but they Mm -hmm. understand it as a form of love. And we're really living in this season right now where anything goes. We babysit our kids with devices. We allow the world to to dominate. You got the prince and the power the ruler of the air. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's in the air? Internet, television, radio, it's all in the air. He's been manipulating, dominating and controlling you. And some of you don't know who you are without these devices. and I tell people this all the time because they're like, "Oh, you must love social media because you're all over social media." I'm like, no, "No, no, like I I consume three people's content and they're in this me broadcast too, bro. right now." Me too, bro. Me too. I hate going on like, social media. I, I use social media. Social media doesn't use me. Come on. And bro. I think for some of you, you you like you have issues because you have subscriptions to issues, and you need to wow. un, you need to block bro. people. <laughs> you you know you need to Somebody block need to detox. people. You need to un. You need to unsubscribe because it's influencing you, and God wants you to be free. It's part of this whole Shades of Witchcraft. So good. You know, Even, I,
2: have, go ahead. I have to say, you know, this broadcast has to be by far the most apostolic and prophetic we Come have on. ever been in this. God is lit- you can feel the prophetic flow just flowing. It's not, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that. All four of us are contributing in a prophetic manner that I know that the hearers Even they are feeling the conviction. There's something unique about this particular broadcast. And I think it's because we've all been fasting and praying and confessing to one another. I think it's just something is really prophetic and anointed in the atmosphere. And we want those of you that are watching, whether you're watching this live or on a replay, tap into this thing. Tap into this thing. Like, this is so multidimensional, multifaceted from the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're tapping into the different shades of witchcraft. God is saying he has allowed you to watch this broadcast so that way you could be able to get your life right. Get your family back and kick the devil out of your life and out of your house and out of your church pastors. So good. And I wanna I want to just expose one more lie
0: when it comes to entertainment. Those of you that follow like ungodly or non-Christian vloggers or influencers, right? Which is like the big buzzword because everyone's on social media all day. Now it's like the celebrities are not even like A-list movie celebrities, they're influencers. So now social media people have more influence than for some of you older people. For back in the day, it was like um, whoever it was the celebrities that were acting in movies. Movie actors are not even influential compared to influencers online now. I want to yeah. challenge some of you. Maybe you're sitting here going, I don't listen to worldly music. I'm holy on this. But you follow all of these ungodly, non-Christian what? influencers. There's yes, a reason they... why they're called influencers, okay? And technically, yeah. all four of us are also social media influencers because they influence you. And the way I know this is because now that you've been watching them, you start talking different. You start acting different. Mm-hmm. You start doing different hobbies, your desires. We're not seeing you in the prayer meeting anymore. We're not seeing you hanging out with Christian girls like you used to or Christian guys you used to after church you'd hang around you go find a christian brother christian sisters they get together well now that you've been following this vlogger or this person or this um other influencer you're no longer influenced you're you're, you run right out of the church when it gets over you're no longer at the prayer meeting you're no longer sharing the broadcast of pastor vlad or pastor mike and you've drifted from god because they've influenced you to take another path and then this is what you say you defend them by saying this well they're positive they have good vibes they don't cuss mm. this is what they say they don't cuss they're in they're positive the movies it's not that bad if it's not that bad why did you have to fast forward at four different scenes if you have to keep fast forwarding scenes you shouldn't be watching it period but the problem mm. is we've allowed other influences in our life and they've Come caused on. us to drift away from god and Come these on. are the subtle things witchcraft does is they subtly draw you away and they masquerade as angels of light they don't seem that on. bad and my yeah, thing wow. to you is remove things that are not of god remove things that are drifting that are causing you to fall away from god and that are putting your fire out and putting the, the the passion that you have out and start following godly things start following godly movies godly music godly preachings there's a lot of christian influencers online there's a lot of christians making good content so don't tell me well there's just no christians well, doing it There's any content you consume. There's a Christian version. That's just as good. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, well, that's going to be B list or C list. If it's Christian, you got to decide that you're not in, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. I thought that was prophetic that some of you are following ungodly, uh, ungodly Mm, uh, movies, music, and you're, you're wondering why your fires died. You'll never keep the fire. If you're letting junk food in all the time, if you're letting your waters be polluted,
1: that's good. I want to add to that. You know, I had a, um it was through watching um, about 16 years ago when a i felt a demon enter me a demon of lust uh, through pornography so i've experienced that um and then i had to go and experience you know deliverance i battled with it I, i didn't think it was a demon i i felt something um you know and i thought it was just uh you know um uh other um physical uh thing until um it started to be attached to me as a teenager and when i fought with with it you know physically um doing all the things that you would do discipline you know and um, controlling Mm -hmm. your flesh and all of these things it wouldn't work and until I've experienced deliverance and I've noticed the change after that, you know, like I was liberated from that. So you can can get a demon through that. But we must understand that, you know, the reason why it's called pay attention is because your attention is the currency for which you pay for whatever that you're going to get. In fact, they even did a documentary and they said that the people who have made social media, we Christians call social media as a tool. They call it a drug. Mm. They, they don't it's not a tool for them it's a drug and your attention my attention is the product that is being sold to the advertisers and our attention today is under attack we must understand it i, I like what you know these uh, what you guys have mentioned is that whatever my attention is at today will determine where my appetite is going to be tomorrow All right whatever i consume mm. today will control me tomorrow If you're addicted to something it started with an appetite but the appetite started with attention if you want to change where your appetites are at change where you put your attention to god clearly stated to joshua joshua said to the nation of israel he said consecrate yourself today for tomorrow god will do wonders in your midst in other words If you want to your attention today where you're giving your attention will determine tomorrow's appetite will determine tomorrow's addiction will determine will determine tomorrow's affection. If you don't have appetite for God right now, I mean, take next 30 days and cut off all the stuff that you are watching and replace it with things force feed yourself, Mm -hmm. force feed yourself, don't wait to feel it you Say have to it. force leaders because physical hunger you know comes from not eating spiritual hunger comes from eating Eating yes. yourself feed yourself with the right stuff your flesh will throw a fit your flesh will complain at first but then after a while your spirit will take over and you will notice a hunger for god you will notice an appetite you will notice an addiction you will notice a healthy obsession with the things of god that will come as a result of your appetite so the goal is not i want to cut off the bad stuff the goal is that i want to replace that with the good stuff i mean when it comes to social media i mean take inventory of your attention are you um is this giving you peace or is this giving you anxiety you know Mm. is this causing you to be burned out or is it keeps keeps you burning Um, Is it something that is numbing you or is it nurturing you? I mean, is it something that's feeding you? What you're eating, is it feeding you? Is what you're consuming, is it controlling you? Is it like sugar? You keep coming back at it and it's destroying you from within. But it's definitely an open door. Like I remember Isaiah, how you mentioned uh, when you were in our church about, you know, how everyone now bows to the phone, you know, like before they would bow to their idols and now our idol is the phone. And that is so true.
0: Yeah, every time it bings that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar would ring a bell and then everyone have to bow down in worship. And every time this bings and the the text goes off, we bow down in worship. We spend most of our life bowing down before our phone. Think about it. What is the position? That's why if you go in church, everyone has like neck pain, back pain. It's because we spend half our life looking down at our phone and you look up and go like, oh, wow, there's a world around me that I (laughs) totally forgot about because I've been watching people dance on TikTok for three hours. And actually God's been showing me, I'm going to make a video this weekend on it on how TikTok culture is destroying Christianity. Literally destroying. It's destroying our attention span. I can't give away too much because you guys won't watch my video. It's destroying our attention span. (laughs) It's destroying our passion for for true pleasure and true things. It's destroying so many areas of our life we don't realize because it's reducing this sewing and working and effort and time spent with... Fifteen seconds, God. You have fifteen seconds, and if God, if you don't do something wow. for me in fifteen seconds, wow, I'm wow, swiping wow, up wow. to the next thing. Mm. And God, if you don't move, oh, I'm yeah, swiping up to the next you desire.
2: Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, like, we have this. We have, pathetic, have this pathetic. the same way
0: we're on TikTok. Of if I don't like it and I'm giving it fifteen seconds, and if it doesn't bring me pleasure or desire, I'm going to swipe it. We do that with God. God, you got fifteen seconds. Wow. If you don't show up, if you don't move, wow. I'm going to swipe on. I'm going to go from God to Netflix. Confiction. I'm going to go from God to Instagram. I'm going to go from God to hulu and we we literally use our phone to babysit our brain one day i was sitting there on my my phone and i was on my phone i was like why why am i this way i was thinking this in my head i was like why am i this way where if like 10 seconds goes by and i'm not doing something i have to check my youtube studio i have to check my algorithm i have to check my instagram and god said because isaiah you need something this is what god spoke to me he Jesus. said, You need something to babysit your brain. Your brain has been rewired by wow. Instagram, TikTok, social media. Wow. If your brain's not babysat or not doing something for like 10 seconds, you have to find something to babysit it. And so you're on TikTok, Instagram, Hulu, Netflix, your YouTube studio, whatever your vice is, because God's just not wow. enough. Like scripture is just not enough. Your family, your kids are just not enough. And I am convicted by this guys every single day when my children are sitting there and I'm on my YouTube studio looking at my algorithm, looking at my numbers, looking at all the stuff I look at and I'm sitting there and my kids are in front of me and I'm, I'm this is what I'm telling my kids. You're not good enough. This is, this is what I'm telling my kids. I'm talking to myself. This phone wow. is more important than you right now. And wait wow. till I'm done with my phone because you need to wait. You're, you're not a priority to me. And if wow. that's what I'm telling my kids, what am I telling wow. God when all day wow. long I'm spending time on my phone and not at his throne? all day long, I'm scrolling my life away, literally scrolling my life away. And I'm throwing my destiny into the garbage bin of Instagram, the garbage bin of YouTube. And God is saying, what about me? And then we, and then we have the nerve guys. This is what we do. I'm preaching (laughs) to myself. I'm getting hot here. I'm gonna put the fan on myself. We go at nighttime and we're like, Oh, hi God. Hi, how are you? At the end of the day, when we're exhausted from watching social media all day and we go, Oh God, how are you? Um, would you do me a huge favor and protect my house and my kids and my and make sure no one breaks in tonight and just prosper my ministry and then all day long we ignore god and we worship this phone and i really believe guys on judgment day this phone will testify against us when we say because all of us will say this on judgment day i didn't have i didn't have time to pray I didn't have time to fast. I didn't have time to read. I didn't have time to evangelize. I didn't have time to disciple. I didn't have time to baptize people in my bathtub. I didn't have time to do deliverance. I can keep going. I didn't have time to preach to people at my living room table. And God's gonna say, All right, let's get the phone on to the witness stand. And your iPhone's gonna say, Look at the screen time eight hours, 10 hours, 12. You did have time, but you're the product of your priorities. And like Israel, God is the last on your list. That's why you give them your leftover Sunday morning. You give everybody the best of you and God, the rest of you. And then you go, God, why are you moving in my life? God, where are you when I need you? And God says, where are you when I need you? like when I'm when you're at the grocery store and I need you to do something I need you to lay hands I need you to witness when your cousin's hurting and broken and lost and depressed and suicidal where are you when I need you so don't keep telling God where are you when I need you when God is saying back to you where are you when I need you all right all right guys I want to do here anybody having closing (laughs) remarks because we'll go all night and I want to respect your guys' time because I know a couple of you are three hours ahead but any closing remarks you guys want to say and then Vlad I'm going to have you pray and we're going to break witchcraft off of people tonight
2: I want to. I just want to say this as a as a, as yeah, a Take your as time. A as a prophetic commentary, I just want to say this. You know, Isaiah is the only person. What well, one of the only persons that when I listen to him, I feel like I need to get saved <laughs> all yeah. over again <laughs> and repent. Because everything that he just finished saying, and I know it rings true for all three of us that are here, yes. that, that have, so, we're social media influencers. You know, God has allowed us to finally be at a place where, you know, uh, we, we, we we get blessed financially for what we've been doing for free for years, Come where we love, the, we love the Lord. So now this is a full-time job. You got to like track this and look at algorithm here. Yep. Ouch. All I got to say is, ouch, I feel like I am so convicted right now. Because it is so so true. Because I was just telling my church this, and I feel as, and I even told Pastor Mike. Then Did Mike, then I call you. I I felt like I've been like Martha in the kitchen, yeah, just working on a million things. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what? This is the main reason why I told our church we need to get on a week fasting <laughs> because <laughs> I was the first one that needed to jump in because I've been literally in the kitchen. Frustrated, and then Mary is at Jesus' feet, and I'm mad at the other Christians. Like, look at them, like, they don't do half of what I do. I'm over here casting out demons. Listen, this, he's the only preacher that I know that I can sit down and I go, Am I really saved right now? I need to repent. Like, my God, ouch. And this is why these guys are my accountability friends, because yeah. they hold me accountable, and this is what we do to each other. I am convicted, and I'm ready to pray with the people yes. as well with Vlad because I myself need to get it in and yes, ask Lord. God to clean me up a little bit in this particular area of social media.
3: Yeah, I can't wait for Pastor Vlad to open up the altar right now because I'm going to come running. You know, I got convicted right now, and I'll tell you, I was, I was reading the comments and all But it's like, well, God, I don't have dream catchers. I don't have sage. I don't have crystals. But then I'm holding my phone and I'm like, wait a second. If witchcraft is manipulation, am I manipulated by this? 100%. If witchcraft is control, am I controlled by this? Absolutely. If witchcraft is domination, am I dominated by this? So how is this different than a crystal for me? How is this different than sage? How is this? That, you know, so I'm holding it in my hand. I felt like the Lord's oh, like, Jesus. this is your paraphernalia. This is wow. now listen, I'm just saying, it, it, it's <laughs> what it becomes. So, Pastor Vlad, please
0: lead me to the
2: Lord. Lord. Be all,
0: I'm the person on the altar here. This is gonna be from breaking witchcraft to salvation for the pastors here. <laughs>
1: Demon Slayers game, getting uh, born, uh, get, getting born, reborn again.
0: Yes. Jeez if I slayers, start manifesting I during this, feel free to deliver me live in front of 8,500 people. Go ahead. Let's go. I don't care. I think that,
1: you know, I want us to, um, those of you guys that are watching, I think it's so beautiful to see, you know, our hearts are soft towards the Lord and our hearts are open. We all want to yeah. grow. I remember this about a few weeks ago. Um, I think about three weeks ago, the Lord started to really just, just surgically deal with me and my wife concerning concerning specifically the phone you know I have I am fortunate to have people that help me to post most of the stuff so I don't actually know what's posted most of the time and so and most of and most of these guys have the same thing right now but it's still you know it's that Um, you know our self-esteem sometimes gets connected to the numbers and you know and we like to see the impact and comments and the whole nine yards and stuff so we repent of our idolatry so honestly right now those of you that are watching um let's just open up first in prayer of repentance we're all going to just kind of come to the lord and so you can just if you are gonna be praying the prayer of repentance maybe you've allowed witchcraft, maybe you allowed certain things to control your life maybe you have certain things in your home right now and you're like hey i'm gonna I'm gonna be repenting right now I want you to drop number one in the chat and then if you are re-watching this also just kind of come to the Lord right now with a broken heart ask him to forgive you ask him to re- ask him to wash you with his blood and then we're just gonna come against any witchcraft and I'll begin and then whoever will uh, end with that father we thank you for your grace. Wow. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for these last uh, hour and um, or two hours that we have spent, Lord God, and our heart has has caught fire, just like these disciples who walked with you on the road and their heart was burning. I know that even my heart is burning right now, Lord. I know that the hearts of people that are watching and rewatching some eight thousand people that their hearts are burning right now, Lord. I know that you're burning us with conviction i know that you're bringing a a brokenness in our heart right now we repent lord god we we repent together with every person that is repenting for transgressing your commandment for rebelling against your commandment for disobeying your word lord god i pray that the blood of jesus christ will begin to wash us in any way shape and form where we have Allowed the, the the things of this world, the cultural things that are so acceptable to become part of our Christian life. Forgive us, Lord. I pray for those of us who have allowed the witchcraft of denomina- uh, domination and control and manipulation. Lord God, wash us with the blood of Jesus. Lord, those of us who have allowed demonic objects into our life, wash us, Lord God. We are choosing to throw them away today, tonight drugs all of that stuff we're going to flash down the toilet lord god we pray lord god that you will begin to deliver those of us god who are addicted to to the phone to to social media or to movies or or to different tv shows or to uh tick that you will begin to break that bondage the pornography lord god in jesus mighty name and right now i come against every witchcraft i come against yes, every yes, spell yes, that was yes. cast on you in the name of jesus christ every word that was spoken by your ex-boyfriend maybe by your mom or your dad you'll never amount to anything that you will always fail your relationships will not work in the name of jesus christ by the power of the son of the living god i break that right now over your life in the mm. name of jesus i break the power of wood dolls or any other charms that were cast against you or the 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 dirt that they brought from the cemetery trying to bring death and incurable disease into your body i break that right now in jesus mighty name be be broken that witchcraft be torn to pieces tonight in jesus mighty name those nightmares Mm. and those demonic intrusions into your sleep into your body into your relationships into your health because of witchcraft be broken in jesus mighty name i speak freedom and i speak a shift in the realm yes. of the spirit for your life that the warfare will turn into victory that the warfare yes. will turn into living springs of water in your desert in jesus mighty name that you will prevail that you will win that you will rise above that headache is going right now in the name of jesus that that lower back pain is leaving right now in the name of jesus that the holy spirit is delivering you in jesus mighty name we commission you right now to be a demon slayer we commission you to fight back we commission you right now to resist to create an opposition in the name of Jesus yes. Christ, we pray.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of people in the chat saying they're manifesting, so I just want to speak right to this as well as like Pastor Vlad just did. We command every yes. unclean spirit to come out, yes. come out yes. of their mouth, and go into the yes. abyss in Jesus' name. Satan, you are bound. You have yes. no power. You have no strength. The Lord Himself yes. rebukes you, Satan. So we command right now in Jesus' yes. name, every unclean spirit, go in Jesus' name, go. out in jesus name you have no power you have no authority we come against you the blood of jesus is against you come right out of their mouth and go into the abyss and never return do not pass on assignments every spirit must go in jesus name every spirit must go in jesus name if you feel like you're wanting to vomit just open your mouth let it come out of you in jesus name spirit of anger depression fear Spirit of addiction, go in Jesus' name. Spirit of lust, yeah. go in Jesus' Amen. name. You've lost in Jesus' name. Every assignment, every contract, every plan has been yes. broken by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty name. We just pray deliverance over every person watching. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank we you, Lord.
2: pray that every demon that was removed, Now be reoccupied by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. yes. We pray that the Holy Spirit would fill every area where every demon and every curse and every hex was removed. We pray that there be no empty house. We pray that every room in your house, the rooms in your mind, the rooms in your soul, your rooms in your body be reoccupied with the presence of the Holy Spirit may the holy spirit bring new furniture into the house may Mm. the holy spirit put drapes on the windows of your soul Mm. in your house may holy spirit clean and occupy every area and may there be a complete reoccupation of every empty area filled now with the presence of the holy spirit now in jesus mighty name
3: Thank you, Lord. Yes, I Thank feel the you, peace Lord. of God is going to rule and reign the peace of God over your household, the peace of God over your mind, the peace of God over your relationships. May the peace of God rule and reign. Now mm. this is, we are occupying all houses, occupying all cars, occupying all spaces. This is a territorial fight and there is a mm. peace that comes with victory. So yes. father, we rest in that peace. We belong to you, fully devoted and dedicated to you. And now your peace, rule, and reign. You have dominion over our house, over our children, over our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And I want Amen. to challenge everyone, too. If the Lord is speaking to you something about giving something up, about detoxing from something, obey the voice of God. Don't reason with him. Don't mm-hmm. say, well, I'm just going to keep a gag and not and a little bit, and I'll keep what I like, and you can have what I don't want. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of it. It's not worth it. Whatever you need to get rid of, some of you already know. Yeah. I won't even, I'm not even going to suggest anything, because I don't even want you to think I'm suggesting it. Whatever it is that God has spoke to you, obey That's the voice it. of the Lord tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, guys. Well, what an incredible stream. Come wow. on. Wow.